Bangor Worldwide has been promoting and supporting World Mission for over 85 years. Our podcasts are free of charge. You can find out more about us at www.worldwidemission.org. We hope you enjoy this talk. Um, evening. Evening. Welcome. <laughs> okay. Um, first of all, I want to start by, um, I want you to introduce yourselves to the lovely congregation here. So, first of all, start with, um, who are you? What do you do? Where did you go? And for how long? Um, I'm Patrick. Um, I work just full-time at the minute, um, and I was away in Uganda for three months during the year, um, and I was out there teaching drama classes and doing drama workshops, but then through that and through being out there, I um, was very much involved in working with families in the slum and people that were very underprivileged. Hi there, I'm Luke. Um, I'm an electrician. Um, and I used my skills. Um, and I went to uh, Nepal uh, for three months at the start of the year um, to just use my skills as an electrician uh, to help people in need out there. Um, I'm Matt, and I'm a physiotherapy student studying in Glasgow at the minute. I'm going into my final year this year. Um, and I went to Cambodia during the summer um, for one month and worked um, with disabled kids in an orphanage. Thank you. Um, so, look, first of all, I want to come to you. Um, why did you decide to go to Nepal? Um, I decided to go to Nepal um, because initially I thought it was kind of winter season for electricians. Um, and normally at the start of the year, there's not much work around. Um, so I kind of prayed and thought about it um, and sent some emails to some missionary friends I had in Nepal. Um, and I got really excited um, when they told me about a hospital project um, in the far west of Nepal in a small town called Dandaldura. Um, and I, I went out there thinking on the premise of uh, serving the hospital in constructing a, a new hospital for them. Um, but things didn't go quite to plan. Yeah, I heard that, that um, you were there for a total of, of three months. But um, if you've ever been to Asia, you'll realize that nothing is actually fixed until after it happens. So we like to plan and go, I'm going there to do that. Never works out in Asia. So for the first month, you were left at a little bit of a loose end. So what did you end up doing? Uh, yeah, for the first month, um, I still uh, went out to the hospital, uh, which is a two-day car drive. Uh, in the baking heat um, and I got to the hospital expecting to do some work and there to be construction going on but unfortunately because of funding there wasn't um, so I ended up filling my time doing some maintenance um, at the old hospital um, and I got very friendly with the hospital staff and some doctors and some nurses and things um, and also when I got involved with the local church um, I discovered that uh, one of the doctors working at the hospital um, was setting up a local bakery in the town uh, that never had a bakery. Um, so him and his wife uh, had built a bakery, but they had no money to go any further with electrical or plumbing. Um, so I offered my services because I had some free time. Um, and I was able to wire their bakery for them um, in two days. Um, and they were expecting it to take about three weeks. Um, so they were very surprised in the speed of, in which I worked. Very good. Uh, so you wired up the, the bakery, and then after that you ended up going back to Kathmandu. And 
managed to teach some classes. What did you teach? Uh, yeah, so after my trip in the hospital, um, I came back to Kathmandu um, and got involved in some local churches. Um, and with the missionary friends who I was staying with, um, the, the wife of the people I was staying with was doing a cookery class. Um, and, and she knows me quite well and she was uh, quite impressed with my cooking skills. Um, so she suggested I should come along to a cookery course um, and help her teach uh, some Western dishes and some desserts. Um, so I went along just for fun, um, and it was just, I was the only male um, with uh, about 30, 30 women uh, there uh, who Apparently were Apparently attendance went up after Luke arrived. Yeah. Um, hi, uh, my friend Deborah uh, from Phonic Trust uh, introduced me, uh, apparently uh, in the local language in Nepali. Uh, she introduced me to these 30 women as, this is Luke. He is single and looking for a Nepali wife. Um, so it was an interesting course uh, and a fun time was had in the 10-week cookery course. So if any of you can cook or bake, you can also do that for Jesus, no matter where you are. Um, thank you, Luke. Uh, Patrick, we come to you. Um, in Uganda, you went out initially to teach drama classes. Yeah. So how did you break that down? What did you teach? And how did the, the students respond to your classes? Um, well, basically, well, beforehand, I'd studied uh, performing arts for three years in college. And um, a family had asked me to go out, a family of 20 children, um, not all their own. 18 of them were adopted. Um, and then through that, I got involved in teaching them and then teaching um, the, a group of children or a group of young people in the slum. Um, what I taught them was basically what I'd been taught in college, except simplified, like really simplified, because trying to, um, trying to show them and teach them what you want them to learn, and it being in English as well, having our accent, which no one ever anywhere understands, um, even the translator didn't understand me, so that was, that was a bit difficult, but... Um, yeah, so I taught them different different kind of exercises, different um, workshop pieces that they could they could use, and just to be honest, it was all kind of just have fun and just kind of interact with children and interact with them and and people that had never seen someone with well, I had purple hair, now it's green, um, and freckles. They've never seen freckles before in their life, um, but. Yeah, just for them really to kind of interact with someone from a completely different culture and for me to learn from them. I think I got a lot more from them than they did, they did from me, you know, um, with learning bits of their language, learning bits of their culture. And um, five of the boys that I was teaching had no family at all. They lived in, in a building by themselves and um, they had one person that basically looked after them and it was just to hear the stories of some of them or their parents just got killed and then died from AIDS and how they have AIDS and they're living their lives with AIDS and they're only like 13 or 14 is, yeah, so I, yeah. So there was, there was a lot, uh, I mean, I know that the classes were designed to sort of build the students' confidence, but how did your experience in Uganda help or develop your personal relationship with Jesus? Um, well, firstly, staying, the family I stayed with were a family called the Mumfords. 
Um, and I don't know if anyone has heard of Bob Mumford before, but he's someone from the States. He lives in the States, and he started up an organization called Life Changers. And then his son, Eric, lives, now lives in Uganda, and that's a family I stayed with. Through him teaching and through him, like he's written these things called plumb lines, which are small talks. And he really focuses on teaching um, about agape, about God's unconditional love. And I really saw that through, through the work that was going out there with, from people from the States that were going out to Uganda and going to the slums and working with people that have nothing that they'd never met before. They're helping them and they're not looking for anything in return. And then whenever I really realized that that is what God does for us, God loves us and loves us and loves us and doesn't say, you have to do this and you have to do that. And that's what really, really, really helped me to kind of um, build my relationship with God and um, to become more like Jesus and do what he did. Because um, from what I know, there's more about widows and orphans than basically anything else um, in the Bible, you know. So that, that's what really struck me and really made me go, that's what I need to concentrate on. Living as a son and not a slave. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. Um, Matthew, we come to you. Now, your trip was a bit different because it wasn't specifically a, a Christian outreach. So it wasn't through a, um, a mission agency or a church. It was more a placement. So um, why did you decide to do your placement in Cambodia? Um, so pretty much there was no real revelation in why I decided to go to Cambodia. It was just a university lecture that was kind of giving me sort of ideas of what you could do for your elective. Um, you could have stayed in the UK, done in the UK, but I felt that I had these skills that I've developed over the last three years. I should I should take them further afield and maybe use them in a place that's going to benefit from them more. Um, so I decided to go to Cambodia, and that's really the reason why I went. Um, and what did you end up doing out there while you were there? Um, when I was there, I was working in an orphanage for about 120 children. Um, it was really just sort of looked like a big prison block, uh, concrete everywhere. Kids were just pretty much on mats, which were their beds. Um, so it was pretty, pretty sad and pretty, pretty real what you saw. Um, there's a lot of poverty in Cambodia, um, and it's still really developing um, in its healthcare and just economy basically um, so really I was working with a group of physios in this orphanage for 120 kids just trying to give them some some help we helped to train the physios up and help to take care of the kids okay um, how do you feel because going with something that's not necessarily Christian um, but it's very much your career so how do you feel that um, your faith comes into what you were doing in, in Cambodia and what you are going to be doing in the future um, well, I suppose in Cambodia, I kind of went, um, it wasn't per se a mission trip, but sort of I had the view that the workplace was in my mission field, and with getting to know the people there, getting to work with the kids as well, and getting to know families, it was a great way to show God's love and like faith by works, because I was doing, showing God's love through what I was doing, and trying to help as much as I could, and I suppose it shows me that what you've been saying all tonight is the fact that it's the mission field everywhere, not just in Cambodia, people's work. It's in your place of work at home and not even your place of work, just anywhere you are. As God's people, we have, we have, a, have a duty for his mission, really. Thank you. Um, just quickly back to, to, to Luke. Um, now, you went away, so you took three months out of your career. So essentially meant that you left all your 
um, previous jobs. So when you came back from Nepal, um, that affected where you're at. So what has been the outcome of that um, trip and the return? Um, yeah, so I got back from Nepal in, in April. Um, and uh, then I was, I'm a self-employed electrician. Um, so I was seeking and phoning lots of builders and friends and really anybody uh, to try and find some work. Um, and it took me about three months really to get uh, steady work. Um, I was getting really frustrated. I didn't understand why. It was like I had an amazing time in Nepal. God really blessed me and I really learned lots of things. And it was like coming back and it was kind of like reverse culture shock. Um, and I was just like, why is there no work anywhere? Um, but then I just basically laid that attitude at, at, at the cross um, and just asked God, you know, provide me with work. Um, I'm going to use what I've learned in Nepal um, in this time of calm. Um, and there, about three weeks ago there, I got a couple of phone calls about some work. Um, and uh, I'm incredibly busy at the minute now. Um, I've got work probably until November, uh, working about 50 hours a week. Um, and God is just, you know, amazing, um, definitely. And Patrick, uh, your plans for September onwards were to go to university, but there's been a little hiccup, yeah. shall we say, with that. So what are you, what's your next step, and why do you have green hair? <clears throat> um... Okay, well, basically, first of all, whenever I was out, um, whenever I was out in Uganda, um, God really spoke to me and said um, to really kind of concentrate on youth work and that I would be back out there. Um, so with the, we never really had a contact with um, people being out there, um, with here and, and Uganda, you know, a, f a firm contact with there. Um, so in future, I'm, I'm really kind of looking to work with youth and bring like groups of young people to go out and work and witness, I feel everyone should witness um, what a third world country is like. Um, and yeah, so I was meant to go to university and um, then get qualifications after three years, kind of think about starting up, a, um, getting a group of young people together, go out every couple of times a year. Um, that's not happening. Um, so about a month ago, I got a phone call um, from a film um, agent, basically, asking me to um, be part of a film called Good Vibrations in Belfast, and it's about punk music. Um, so that is why I have green hair, because I'm at the Bay Punk, and this is also why it looks really badly done and has random blonde bits and roots and shown and stuff. Um, what he's not saying is that the rest of the time, on his own time, he has purple hair. So yeah. this isn't a massive leap. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd prefer the purple. <laughs> um, guys, thank you very much for coming up here. I really appreciate you taking part. Um, but one of the main reasons that I wanted to get the guys up here to share about what they've been doing is that we have Patrick as an actor and very much involved in the arts, Luke as a tradesman, as an electrician, and Matthew involved in the medical world and physiotherapy. There is nothing that... God has given you to do, whether it's a passion or a skill or an interest, that you cannot use for his kingdom. And it's not about what you do, it's about the heart that you do it with. Um, and I just wanted to, to really thank the guys for coming. So please give them a round of applause for taking part. Thank you. 
We trust you've enjoyed this podcast. If you'd like to make a donation to support the work of Bangor Worldwide, please visit www.worldwidemission.org slash donate.